Happy New Year, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Emergency Nine Golf Podcast. We're back for episode 97, 2023. McLean Boyd, our fitting extraordinaire, is with us. Jay Woodson, our former tour professional, is with us. I was wondering what you're going to say. <laughs> and I'm the resident shirt folder of the three. He really embellishes our resume here, Jay. Your PG. <laughs> My resume. Ours. I said ours. Oh, uh, okay. No, you're, yeah. you're a pretty solid shirt folder, especially when you get that little plastic cardboard thing. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. You got to, you got to, got to paper fold those things. It'll hold the crease. You got to be careful when you use the word touring uh, professional. I mean, I guess that's former. Former, but it's it. I guess it's right, but uh, I mean, people will think PGA Tour player. There are multiple tours in this world. That's right. That's right. That's right. You have PGA Tour and you have Live. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get the zinger started. All right, (laughs) let's start this year off right. (laughs) Well, we hope we hope everyone had a good uh, Christmas holiday. Enjoyed the New Year holiday this past weekend and the year is off to a good start or monday january 2nd here and um coming to you up on a monday you know on trying a to monday. start the year off right on schedule yep. on schedule, on schedule. Uh, we got first event of the year and so big time um but yeah jay i just want to ask you how's how's your golf game right now uh not too bad i've had uh jay if if just tell the listeners if you would add your nine hole back nine that you shot yesterday and add that to your nine hole back nine that you shot today. What would you have for a score? Oh, no, I would have shot 58. Back to back 29s. Jay has yeah. had back to back 29s at the Foundry Golf Club the last two days. On fire. I mean, I hadn't played a whole lot in December, but here we are. Um, I think I'm just going to stop for the rest of the year and just sit on those. You know, it's moments like I'm not gonna this. play anymore. I I played the other day randomly with a buddy and went out and felt like I just played an absolute. I was so thrilled with how well I played. Then I hear about shit like this, and it's like, man, that really puts you back in your place, doesn't it? <laughs> hey, hey, McLean, try playing against it. I'm glad I didn't lose money. I didn't play against. I didn't play against Jay yesterday, but I played against him today. My partner and I, Steve Jenkins, we just saw a a pretty you know best ball thirty two. And got smoked because smoked. Jay makes seven birdies. One of the two holes he makes a par. Good buddy of ours, Luke Myers, holes out from the fairway for an eagle. <laughs> we shot ten under on nine holes best ball. <laughs> best Play ball hard. nine Play under. Hard. Steve and I are in the golf cart. Like I, I think we're doing okay, but we're getting yeah. killed. Like, what are we You're supposed to do? I'm under par. I don't. I don't know. I got. We're, su- we're supposed to shoot ten under. That's what we're supposed to do. Like, like you played bad. well today. You shot other than the first hole where you could have dropped and you know made. Yeah, the first hole I took a paper double. Um, but I shot you 70, sh- 71 with a paper double on the first hole. I thought you know four birdies today felt fine. I guess you know I play once a month and. I got to watch this bullshit for nine holes on the back nine. That's you were a good sport about it. I will say you didn't, you didn't make me feel bad, which was nice, but I'm sure maybe you probably will try to do that for the next hour and a half. <laughs> no, never. It doesn't sound like me at all. <laughs> uh, but yeah, congrats to Luke Myers. Uh, he also helps us run our um, 
Instagram page. Go follow him. He's got his own Instagram page, two off the first. So um, I think Luke already posted that he had, and Jay was videoing when Luke cashed it too. So it's on, on camera. What's, what's really cool about it is it's obviously super legit. It's not like we did any, we're not smart enough to do any type of CGI or any bullshit like that. But I mean, he literally, we talked through the shot. And he's like, well, where, where did you hit this? You know, I'm like, you need to throw it past the whole little right of it. It should spin back. And and it he hit it exactly where he was aiming and it spun off the hill and freaking went in. And it was yeah, it was pretty, I mean, it was when he cool. when he hit it, Steve and I were walking back to our car and we couldn't really see the 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 bottom of the flag stick. But when, when I saw where it landed, I just turned my back to the green and I'm walking to the car and I told Steve, I said, that might go in. And then sure as shit, you guys go berserk behind me. And I turn around and you're running around the fairway like a bunch of idiots. <laughs> that was after Jay just made three in a row and then proceeded to make four in a row after that. And it was a good day. It was a good day. For some. Two turkeys back to back. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Just a 58 combined back nine. That's pretty fucking good. All right, ladies and gents, sorry for a little bit of a brief break there. Uh, we stopped the show. We're we're all currently sitting in front of TVs with the Monday Night Football game on and watched uh, DeMar Hamlin collapse on the field. And uh, he has been administered CPR. Ambulance was on the field. Everyone was pretty shook on the field, of course. Uh, it shook as us a little we. bit here. Yeah, yeah as, were as, we. as were we. And so... We, we just took a, a 15 minute um, little break to see what was going on in the game. And none of us remember where we were, uh, where we left off. I think we were talking about Jay's 58. Um, That's right. That's right. We were. We were uh, talking about Jay. Uh, it was a, yeah, 58 on the back nine. And I think on the front nine, the first or uh, the last two rounds, I think I shot like one under, <laughs> whatever it was, something close to that. Oh, a bunch of shitty wah, 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 one that. under. I hate that for you. Well, I Damn mean, it's that. no 58, that's for sure. Uh, it is no 58. What was that? No, no, fucking 67. What was it? 65? That's shot 64, 65. Yep. 64, 65. Yeah, yeah. It's tough to yeah. be upset about that, isn't it? It's <laughs> tough to be upset. I'm not upset at all. I was pretty happy with it. Um, I think it was too. No, I was not. <laughs> you know, I think I mean, what I was get, actually, I think what I was getting ready to say is every time Jay plays with me, he's a solid three or four handicap when he's my partner. When Jay's my partner, he, I've never seen that before. When Jay plays against me or he's playing with other people, I hear all these amazing stories. They're not real. They're all fake. <laughs> and then Jay and I get together and we lose money like every time. That's great. It's remarkable. It's remarkable. It is. I miss having that competitive group to play in. I I played the other day and I played really well with a buddy of mine that I give a shot a hole and a mulligan per hole and played really well. And but I I felt great about it. But there's no like like you don't really get the juices flowing until I made the turn and uh bogey 10. That was when the juices were like, Oh yeah, I still have this, but you still fucking suck. Well, we Jay and I, we can we have a good circle of of guys here in, in Richmond at a, at a few different clubs and buddies and stuff, and so it's we can usually get together a pretty decent game of um, you know four scratch golfers or better. So wow, you, you guys uh, have a great game up there, which, which I've makes enjoyed it fun. every time I got to play. I've enjoyed it, it every fun. time I've got to play. So, yeah. but uh, I guess we're what are you guys drinking? 
We can, we can skip me. Let me do this for you guys. Hey, hey, boys. So we got a beautiful Monday night here. What are you guys drinking? You can tell I'm on the beautiful cold and gold Corona lights. Uh, but Mikey and Jay, let, let's hear some good stuff. I know Jay's got a snifter out one pinky up. Uh, let's That's see empty. what you got in that little beautiful glass. It's empty. I was I'm gonna drinking. go. I'm gonna go first. This is gonna be really boring. I'm drinking, I'm drinking water tonight. I'm not drinking. No, I tried doing dry January for a couple hours. I I'm not trying to do a dry January. I the last few nights I just have been just too much on my body. It, <laughs> I, I'm my body like Jay and I played golf today. I had one drink in the front, one drink on the back, and then I like just forced down a beer afterwards i didn't enjoy it i didn't want to have it i was just, just like, trying to be a good sport i was just trying to be a good sport everyone around me was drinking so i was trying to do it too um i was just like sucking it down like, i can't do this anymore my body cannot take any more alcohol right now i just need a couple days to just detox a little bit so I totally thought about dry January and I was almost serious about it. And then yesterday afternoon we go downtown and like walk the kids around and, you know, hit a bar for a couple of apps and, you know, fed the kids a little bit. There's a band going and out of pure habit, I ordered a beer <laughs> I got halfway through the beer and Tori looks at me. She goes, how's dry January going? I was like, Oh yeah. What about that? Yeah. yeah I don't know how to do that. Yeah, just a reflex. You just ask the waitress, what do you have on draft? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Then they show up again. They ask you, "Hey, can I get you one more?" And out of reflex, you say, "Yeah, yep. absolutely, of course." Yeah, you. give me one more. Give me one more. Yeah, one one more. Back, just one, one more, more. Two more. Nine more. Sounds great. <laughs> no, we oh. had we had we had a beer. Walked the kids around. Had a good time. But yeah, it, it just it's just odd. Just yeah. odd. So Jay, what are you drinking, or what were you? Your your glass is empty. I moved over to 1792 uh, as my like. My base, you know, go to it's it's really good. It's good. So, Is it just a big, just, big just, candle of it, and I just pour it into. I've got a nice little crystal. That's not really a decanter, but it's kind of like a decanter. But um, which which yeah, one is it? It's just the the small batch. Just a small batch. Yeah, yeah, just a small batch. Not the sweet wheat or the single barrel. It's just what I can get, and it's I've had it. This is the second time I've gotten it. It's awesome. It's good for the. For the, for the money, price, for, it's great. Yeah, for the price, it's it's pretty good. So yeah, I had a little bit of that a couple nights ago, or Christmas, or I don't know. <laughs> it's all blended together. It's all blended together. It's all blended together. Drinking too much. You're just drinking, You're just too, drinking much. too much. You know, <laughs> I think it's I think it's very grown up of me to uh, take a break for a day. You're, you're, well, you're I didn't really take a break today, but um, <laughs> maybe tomorrow. Maybe so, tomorrow. um, well, all right, let's let's get into some golf. Um, I'm, I'm kind of jacked up, you know, we, we had the kind of lame ass fall series or whatever you want to call it. We've had a few weeks with no golf. I'm ready to go. We got Hawaii this week, century tournament champions. The season officially in my mind starts and we're going to have golf. Somebody put it on Twitter. We're going to have golf every weekend for like the next 34 weeks. Let's go. So they're going to be good tournaments too. I and mean, there's going to be a lot of good events. There's going to be tons of great tournaments. It's going to be, uh, I'm looking forward to it. So let's, let's do a little look back first at 2022 on, in the world of golf. So we don't have to go too, too much in depth on all these, uh, our kind of picks or whatever we want to do here. Um, who were some of your biggest winners in the world of golf? I, I mean, I think regardless of how many times he won, I think the guy who made arguably one of the biggest moves was Max Homa. 
Yeah, good one. I mean, yep. He went from a, a Twitter swing analysis guy to literally one of the best players in the world and had an incredible 2022 and looking forward to a big 2023. Uh, what he did on the golf course is something obviously that deserves a lot of mention, but on the backside of that, um, kind of the way he did it and who he is on the golf course. We got a, we got a much bigger look inside of who he is, much more TV time than he's ever been granted before. And, uh, you know, he seems like a new American star that I think we can all kind of get behind. He's fun to fun to watch, fun to be a fan of. And I think ultimately he's got a, a big 23 ahead of him. Yep. I like it. Jaybird. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think uh, Scotty Scheffler obviously made a big, big jump. I mean, moving in number one player in the world. I, I don't even know what he was ranked prior to, to coming into 2022, but he, he obviously made a pretty big jump, it seems like. Yeah, he was probably top. He was top 20. Yeah. But you are correct, Jay. No, he, he did submit himself as, you know, who he is now in the game of golf. And ultimately, we now get to see if he can follow up. Uh, all that yeah, successful more of it or what happens. I mean, we've seen a lot of guys kind of have big years and kind of fizzle out a little bit. And one yeah. of the worst things that you can do, and it's 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 so frustrating because in Jay, and you you know this as well as anybody, but when you get to the pinnacle, you still keep trying to get better a lot of times. And that's one of the things that can fall a lot of players fall victim to, not yeah. understanding that what they have is fantastic. You don't need to make any changes, just keep doing what you're doing. And you see a lot of good players in this in this situation start to try to get better, try to work on other things. All right. How do I make it to that next level? How do I become more, um, more, dominating? you know, what, what can I, what can I do? And sometimes when that happens, they lose focus on what got them there and they start focusing on other things. So hopefully we see Scotty continue on with the success that he's have continue playing his game. It's a very natural game. I'm a big fan of it because it is such a natural movement. It's such a, you know, I'm going to go play the shot that I need to play. I'm going to hit it this way. I'm going to hit it my way. I'm not going to try to be, look perfect like everyone else. My feet are going to move a little bit. Um, you know, if he can keep the timing up if, and he can keep kind of doing what he's been doing, we can expect to see more success. If he falls victim to what a lot of players have, you know, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you just said. I mean, I, I think he made a pretty – obviously made a great move and a uh, great move – up, not necessarily a great move in terms of golf swing. It, it is unique and it is very good, but I think just the, like I said, the sheer fact of the jump that he made in the rankings and then the confidence and he hit a stretch there. He was just, he was very dominant. And I think you hit the nail on the head. Like now that we've had a little bit of a break, he's not riding high off of uh, his past success. Like, okay, are you able to come back in the, in the next calendar year and really keep that going. I mean, there's not a whole lot of guys that can do that consistently. I mean, that, that once you do that, now you've moved yourself into, you know, that top five player in the world. And now you make yourself, you know, ultra marketable, you know, the money goes up not only are you playing great, but you're playing consistently. And, and, you know, you get all these sponsors. They don't want one guy who has a great, uh, they don't want a flash in the pan. They want, in the pan. They, yeah. they want, they want a guy who's going to be there year in and year out because they know if you're that good, you're going to be in front of the camera nonstop. Hey, we'll pay you the 10, 15, 20 million because we know you're always in on the, on the leaderboard. So our logo's up front. Yeah, that's right. And I, I think gonna we're going to, we're going to see if he's, if he's got that, that type of skill set. Um, you know, is he a Rory? Is he a, you know, a Jordan Spieth uh, or a, you know, John Rom, Justin, Justin Thomas? These these guys that are always in the mix every week, week in yeah. and week out. 
You like how I threw Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas in that conversation, didn't you? I was a little surprised that you did, in all honesty. <laughs> Very surprised, really. Uh, you, you, you said it. You didn't sound. Crazy. You didn't. You didn't sound too convincing when you said it. Like you believed yourself, but you know. I would well, I say I, I, Justin Thomas is definitely. He's no question. He's one of the top players in the world. I just think that he is not the best player in the world. I would put three or four players ahead of him in terms of like talent and just week in and week out. I, he's got a great, uh, he's got a great uh, friend and tiger and a confidant where he can, I mean, he's going to get ultra, ultra knowledge, you know, that nobody else has access to, which is definitely going to play in his favor um, down the road for sure. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if you see, you know, a master's out of Justin Thomas and and one more major. I don't know if he's a 10 major kind of guy. I don't believe no, that. There's not many of them that are. Yeah. I mean, well, there's only been what a handful, not yeah. even. Um, but I, I do think he could, I do think he can win three or four majors. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Yeah. I think he's definitely good enough and he's just gritty enough, you know, where he's, he's got enough skill um, and he's, you know, enough, enough skill. Listen to him. When I say enough skill, I mean, like he's, let's be honest, he's five, nine and he's a hundred and what, 65 pounds. So he's playing, against, he's playing against Tony Finau. He's playing against, you know, these guys that are in terms of athletic ability and skill set, they're, they have way more potential. But again, we know golf is not a game of, of, of that. It's, it, it certainly helps, but it's a skill, it's a skill driven game. And he certainly has some great skill. Um, well, I think I Justin. Think sorry, Jay, I wasn't trying to cut you off. I, no. just say, I, I think Justin does a good job of anyone is just playing his game, doing yeah. him, being him. Um, I don't think he lets a lot get in the way of that. I think he's so comfortable with the media at this point, and he's so comfortable with who he is on tour that he seems like a guy that if he if he had a Scotty Scheffler year, I don't. I think he could keep it up, or he has a better chance of keeping it up. Just yeah. based off of his personality and who he is now in, in unfairness to Scotty to say to a certain extent, we don't know Scotty well enough to know if he can do that. You know, yeah. we know who he is and we've got it. We've gotten a good glimpse inside, but you know, what do we have 18 to 24 months inside on Scotty? We've got, you know, eight to nine years on JT and JT's yeah. been there, you know, now it's time to see if Scotty can go ahead and follow that up. Where I think a guy like JT who has been there regardless of age, if we just look at tour age, which is a very different number entirely, um, I think Justin's a little bit more pedigreed at this point. I think Scotty has an opportunity to become a Justin Thomas, a Jordan Spieth, a, a, a Rory McIlroy, but he's going to got to go out and back it up. I think yeah. Justin has enough behind him to go out and have a big year like that and continue to be successful and stay in that in, in that mode, if you will. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yep. Um. Couple. I, I wrote down Rory as a, a big winner. Obviously, uh, I think on and off the golf course. You know, how much he, of that is attributed to the live golf? Um, a lot. Uh, well, I mean, so I think you know controversy. He, he obviously played well. He's number one in the world now. He's won. He won three times. Won the FedEx Cup Tour Championship. You Absolutely. Know, didn't win the major that he came so close in. Um, but then he also, I think that the PR, the personality, the being out front responding to all the live stuff has won him even more fans or more admiration or more respect uh, for, some, for some people and how, how he handled those things and a became correct. he became the face of the PGA tour um my other one that i wrote down for the biggest winners is generically the players won this year 
because of live, because all this money being funneled into the game, more money in the PGA tour, the guys who went to live are making a shit ton. You know, I think the just in general, the the players won, mainly the star players won, but I do think yeah. there was a couple of trickle down things on the sure. uh PJ Tour Corn Ferry Tour that were good that we've discussed on this podcast. So in, in you know just a generic, you know, blanket statement, the, the players won. Um now as we go to the biggest losers, <laughs> I will generically say, and we've we don't have to get in depth on this, but I'm gonna say the fans have lost right now. That could change. We'll see what happens, but the the splitting and fracturing of some of the talent that has gone to live, um, it stinks. I don't really think about Dustin Johnson anymore. Uh, you know, I, there's some some good players. Again, I, I've railed on the live golf and every facet possible. Um, I don't think they had the strongest fields. There are about eight or so guys that I'm going to miss kind of watch them play golf on a regular basis and miss them competing on the PGA tour on a regular basis. And so again, I think the fans lose out in a little bit of that. I'll be curious to see what happens moving forward with the tours, plural, how that affects the changes. I think this 2023 season coming up is a little bit of a bridge year for the PGA tour. They're enacting some changes, but I don't think it's going to be the true schedule or, qualifications to get into some of these events that we're we're probably going to see in 2024 i think they just tried to hey tiger and rory came up with this plan we're going to do it we don't want guys defecting and then we'll figure out 2024 later so um i also think on my on my losers and this again this is me i think the live players are losers Uh, that yes they won in their bank accounts they won in their bank accounts but i think most of anyone who's been associated with live has come off extremely poor in the PR world. I think a lot of guys have shown their true colors, whether it's Brooks or Bryson or Phil or Greg Norman or whoever. Um, Yeah, I think they're big losers. And I'm also going to throw out Larry Klayman. You guys know who Larry Klayman is? No. The the lawyer for Patrick Reed who's filing all these asinine lawsuits. (laughs) Right. That guy is a that guy's got to have loser. That guy's got to have billboards all up and down fucking Augusta. I mean, he <laughs> seems like one of those guys. Nine nine nine, call Larry. Like, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> um. I, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I, I don't. I don't disagree. I don't agree or disagree. I don't. I don't. I think the players that that left. Obviously, it depends on you know. If, I guess to the viewer, you would think that they lost, but it, you know, you, you know, whatever their goals are, if their goal is to make as much money as they can playing golf, then then they obviously won. Yeah, um, Dustin doesn't feel like a loser right now. I don't I, think I Dustin feels that. like a loser. Um, but again, that's it's all depends on the scale that you're trying to judge them on. Yeah, that, that's fine. That was my opinion. Team. I think the way they yeah. all came off, it's not necessarily yeah. what they did on the course or money wise. It's how a lot of them were came off in their interviews and reasonings and just. Yeah. Well, I, I think they were was one the one player that I did really like was Harold Varner. I, I really liked his opinion on it. I think he was very genuine in terms of explaining why he did it. Uh, I think there were there was there were no no facades with with his explanation. He was like, "Hey, this is why I'm doing this and I'm going to you know, he's like basically I've done everything for everyone else forever and you know, I'm doing this for me and my family and this is the best and move. his foundation. 
Yep. And his foundation is like, this is the best move. The amount of money that I'm going to make going over here, I can help so many people and I can continue to do what I love. And this is, and if, and, and there could be some other players that did it for those reasons as well. They just didn't say it um, to kind of, to your point, Mikey, like if, if this, if you want to be honest and say why you're going over there for money and, and explain what you're going to do with it, then that's, that's a good thing. You know, that's an opportunity to do, to do some good things with all that money that you're getting for playing golf, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I did think his, his take on was very refreshing, you know, whereas, you know, some of the other guys, I mean, like you've called that tour since the beginning, you called it the, what did you call it, Mikey? The something douchebag tour. I don't know. Yeah, I, it, it was the underachieving douchebag tour. Yeah, um, which I don't know if we can really say underachieving anymore because a lot of those guys are good players and major winners. But um, they, some of the guys are, were already, let's just say, they already had that type of personality and that uh, reputation anyway, and now they're just doing what they normally do with with a little less restriction on from the PGA tour. So it's yeah, not, they're not being censored. See them responding certain ways. What's that? Yeah, they're not, they're not being censored all of a sudden by the PGA yeah. tour. You know, they yeah. were, they were able to get more out and whether they handled it in, you know, well, or whether they handled it poorly is a different way. They're not being censored by the tour that has to approve all their interviews that they do. All I'm saying is they're not, they they have been more outspoken since they've been on the live tour than they have been since they were on the PGA tour. I think everyone would agree with that, regardless of your feelings uh, on the tours. Now, the only thing I will say on the back end of that is that I went to a wedding in Gastonia since we last talked, and they do need that funding. So I get why Harold did. It. Yeah, All right. Need- so who who is who are some of your losers this season? Um, uh, I think Phil Mickelson has got to be the one biggest of the loser. Losers, the biggest loser. I mean, you talk uh, about killing a brand. It's difficult. Yeah. It's difficult to erase that much revenue that quickly. Like he he basically, I mean, it, it, I don't even have words to try to describe how poorly he tarnished his brand so quickly. It's incredible. Yeah. I mean, it was an absolute lawn chair. It folded quickly, efficiently, and it was done from there on. I mean, it, it's unbelievable to see how how poorly <laughs> he handled that situation, you know, being outspoken to a certain extent did play it out very well for some of the players that benefited from it. But on the backside of it, what, what Phil's expense was in doing so, I think it was incredible. Now on the back end of that, did he make all that up in his guaranteed money and gave that gave him the ability to do so? Did he lose money? I don't know that he did because of his contract with live being so absolutely astronomical that at the end of the day, he probably made more going this route and being that outspoken, but on the back end of it to see how he handled it, what his sponsors felt about it. You know, it was just, it was. He definitely, his, his, his reputation and his clout in the golf world certainly took a hit um, because of, you know, the way that he went about it for sure. Um, The guy was universally welcomed at one point. And now I don't think he is. I don't think he can just show up anywhere and, and have the same sort of reception that he once garnered yeah 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 i agree yeah he just showed his true colors and everyone realized what he actually is now which it's you know where there's smoke there's fire you know if people say you know he's oh he did this he did this he did this it just wasn't on camera and eventually if that's who you are you know people are going to find out you can only act for so long yeah you know what were your um some of your biggest surprises and or disappointments for the 2022 season. 
Um, I mean, I think the biggest appointment, disappointment for me was seeing Tiger, in my opinion, seeing the kind of end of the Tiger era, like watching him really struggle to just walk 18 holes, you know, at the Open Championship. You know, I, seeing him at, at Augusta was, I was like, oh man, I was like, he, he made the cut. I was like, okay, he's just rusty. There's a hope that he can actually do this. And then watching him now, now we found out, you know, that he had, he had COVID three days before the start of the, the, you know, the open championship. Now that yeah. could have had something to do with it, but, yeah. uh, but either way you could just, he just is a shell of himself, you know, and that's, that's, it, it happens. And I, you know, that's just part of that's just getting older and, you know, you can only be so dumb, you know, we have a certain expectation when we watch him play, but, you know, with all the injuries and the car accident, like you really saw him uh, as a shell of himself, which is, you know, that's, that's the first time we've really watched Tiger and said, yeah, this is not good. Like he's, I mean, could he come back and maybe play well in tournaments? Sure. But like, I, I don't, I just don't see him yeah. being a contender in any regular PJ tour event. I do still see him contending at Augusta just because of, and we've talked about this over and over, but just because of the limited field and he's really only competing against, you know, 50 or 60 other players. I mean, there's not a whole lot of events, you know, throughout the year that you can say that, especially with somebody that's got that type of course history and, um, and, and, and his, you know, golf IQ is just like through the roof. It's like, okay, I've played this course for the last 30 years. Um, I know how to get my way around it. And so I, I, we'll never count him out at Augusta, but I think from, from the grand scheme of things, him competing on in any PGA tour event. Like regular regular series event, not going to happen. You're you're exactly correct though. It's without question the worst loss in golf uh, that we that we had to endure over the past year. I mean, and I think you're dead on when you said it's the end of the Tiger era. It is. It's it's over, and it's it's yeah. awful for everyone who enjoys the sport. You know, we'll have him in some form or fashion be involved in the sport, but never on a competitive level on the big tour ever again. I, I truly don't think that's mm-hmm. a reality for any of us. Even at the Masters, I just I don't know that he can walk um, 18 holes and still be competitive. I think he can go out early, post one or two good rounds, be in contention. But I think Saturday afternoon and Sunday come along. I, I just don't know that he can he can physically handle the demand that is yeah. that golf course four days in a row. I know. I, I kind of compare him to like your Freddie Couples and your Bernard Longer. Like I do see Tiger again, just because of the course knowledge, and if he's if it, if he's able to make any progression with his right leg, even the slightest a bit, um, and he's able to feel pretty good for at least two to three rounds. Like I can see Tiger getting in the top ten going into Sunday, and then shooting seventy five on Sunday just because he's worn out. Yeah, um, which I'm okay with. <laughs> if I can see him, just to know, have him there, get the hunt, just to get just excited to have about him there. Yeah, but at the same time, Tiger Woods is not Freddie Couples. Tiger Woods is not Bernard Longer. He is, you know, mountains above and beyond those guys. And again, I compare them to those guys because they they this, the horse you know horses for courses, and they just know how to play, you know, Augusta National. And Tiger obviously knows that just as well as those guys do, if not even more so. Um, but he is tiger and he was on an elite level with those guys were never at so if 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 he can do it at you know 50 51 52 and can somehow make it through limp through four rounds and he's on point 
I mean, I, I don't know if he'll win, but I, I certainly can see him finishing in the top five or top ten, you know, in the next five years. It would yeah, not surprise. T- Tiger Tigers um was on my biggest surprises and biggest disappointments list, actually. Yeah. Um, for you know, the biggest disappointment, obviously, like you said, Jed, at the kind of the end of the tiger and just seeing him as almost a shell of himself. But then the biggest surprise was also seeing him at the masters and make the cut. And like, I was shocked that that, that happened in the first place. I was like, no chance yeah. he plays Augusta, no way, not happening. And so he, he fell on both my surprise and disappointment yeah. list. Um, another surprise I had. Uh, was just the golf again, big picture, just the golf landscape, how much it's changed. You know, this time last year, we were talking about, oh, yeah, there's these other leagues out there that are going to be trying to do this and what's going to happen. And to then see where we are now, 12 months later, is is pretty pretty wild as what, what's transpired. Um, yeah. Another disappointment from a player standpoint, ah, my man, Colin Morikawa. He just did. did. You're right. Didn't have it this year. And, you know, it's kind of one of those things. That, did he have, a you know, a hut? You know, 16th, 16 month, month, 18 month kind of flat. Is this a flash in the pan? Is this who he is? Did he just have a bad year? Is he going to get back? Um, I, I think he will because I think his iron game is just too good. Yeah. And so, um, and he was, yeah. he kind of fought some injuries kind of. He did. Yeah. Home, you know? So, yeah, I, I just, I hope to see a little bit more out of him. Um, I was thinking some bigger things and it's maybe we just, some of these guys aren't just going to win a major every year, right? You just can't, yeah. you know, and so we're, you're, you're going to hit those streaks where you're just not, not in the mix, you know? So, um, yeah. Anything McLean surprises, disappointments that we didn't touch on. I mean, the surprises obviously with, you know, all of the controversy surrounding the Libs tour, you know, I don't think any of us could have saw that coming. Um, we have a lot to look forward to as a fan, I think, with that controversy, just because I think it draws more interest into what's actually happening with the game. Where that goes from here, we have no idea. It could be negative. It could be positive. It, it could get nasty. Um, we don't know. But there is some intrigue involved around that and surrounding that in, entire uh, situation. So moving forward, it will be very interesting to see how it plays out. Um, I think all of us as a fan, and I know Mike, you said, you know, the fans kind of lost with everything that's happened. You know, there's multiple ways to look at that. You know, certain guys look at it as, man, I'm getting ready to watch multiple events. I'm getting ready to see more golfers play than ever before play at the top level, Um, whether or not it's the best field in either event. We both know is uh, a moot point really at this point, but at the same time, there is a lot to, there's a lot to look forward to, you know, kind of see how it plays out. I mean, I think it's um, the reality show that is now professional golf. Now, whether that's a good thing or bad thing is, is yet to be determined, but as of right now, it it certainly leaves a lot to be desired and it provides a lot of intriguing, um, you know, intriguing, intriguing headlines throughout the, throughout the next year. Yeah, absolutely. So let's, let's get into the next year. Let's, let's, let's kind of start, or look look ahead to to 2023, and I one of the agenda items I gave you guys. What are some of the storylines you're looking forward to? I'll go real fast. I'm going to kind of rattle off all mine. I got a, I got kind of a bunch on here. Um, if anybody wants to talk about it more in depth, we can. But figure out just rattle these off. Uh, number one storyline I'm looking forward to the Netflix show. I cannot wait 
to yeah. watch this thing. That, that, that's yeah. going to be, that's going to be sick. I'm, I'm, you know, Netflix doesn't mess around and I know it's going to be, we're going to get a real cool insight on these guys and what they do on a weekly basis, which I think, you know, I've obviously been there McLean, you played, you know, uh, you know, you traveled a little bit. So like getting the backstory of what these guys do every day. And I'm glad that they're interviewing um, some of these guys that are not Rory McIlroy, not Justin Thomas, not Tony Finau, not John Rom. Like some of these guys that like, Hey, I'm staying in the, I'm staying in the Hampton Inn this week, you know, cause that's the best deal. You know, the guys are still doing on the PJ tour. It's not, you know, the, the top 10, 15, 20 guys in the world maybe are on a little bit different level, but if you're 50th in the world, 75th in the world, you know, hundredth in the world and playing on the PJ tour, you're, you're, you're really trying to, you know, save pennies every, every chance you can. Um, Cause it's expensive as hell. So anyway, that that's what I, I, yeah. I know. I elaborate a little bit, but I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Cause I think we're going to, people are going to get a little bit, a newfound respect for some of these PGA tour players and what they're doing every week and see type of people they are, which I think is going to increase. That's the biggest thing is I, I think you're going to, we've always talked about the networks need to do a better job of teaching us who these people are and you're going to learn yeah. them and you're going to see them in a different light and at home with their families, with their friends playing some beer golf or whatever it may be. And, and just, and then the grind of early mornings and in the gym and, you know, eight hour practice sessions and all this kind of stuff. And just, just learn their personalities, which I think is big in golf. Mm-hmm. Some of them kind of, I, I hear some complaints that, you know, golfers kind of come off as robotic. You know, not, you know, they all look the same. We all do the same thing. No personality. No personalities, you know. So I think that'll be a good shakeup. Um, well, what what an incredible time to see an insider look on into golf. Oh, well, and then the year just of what 2022 right. was. I mean, like is the planning insane. behind it, 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 it all, um, it all kind of collided together at one time and Netflix is going to arguably benefit more than anyone else over this whole debacle and over the whole shit show that is professional golf at this point. So it's, it's incredible to see. I I definitely think you are going to see some of that insider perspective that, you know, we haven't been um, fortunate enough to have more information on or or knowledge about how a lot of stuff goes down, Mm -hmm. but Arguably, you could say that Netflix is the biggest winner from this because oh, yeah. of what the year has been, what the debacle of the golf, uh, the professional golf landscape looks like currently. And at the end of the day, you know, I'm I'm pretty excited for it. I mean, I think ultimately it does. You know, it, it's so funny. We we just mentioned. I think it, maybe I I probably just mentioned it. Um, but in terms of saying that golf is kind of a reality show at this point. I mean, it's kind Mm -hmm. of a shit show train wreck that we see that makes so many things so popular in this current society that we have and golf is getting right on board with it. And Netflix is right there to document all of it. I mean, it's going to be pretty incredible. My hopes is that, you know, we see a similar um, uptick in the sport Mm -hmm. as formula one did, which is what this entire documentary is supposed to be based off of, you know, the drive to survive series with formula one that has been so incredible. And I've watched it. I, I, I know more about formula one than I ever have in my entire life. I could actually tell you who some of the guys are and have some basic, Mm -hmm. basic, basic knowledge um, of who some of the drivers are, but ultimately my hopes are that it, it it helps bring more people to the game. I mean, all of us are in the industry. We, we look at, having any sort of opportunity we can to help bring an uptick to the game, bring more players to the game. Everyone benefits from that. You know, I don't care what level you're on. If you can take more players, make them involved, 
get them interested in the sport, everyone benefits from it. So I'm excited to see where that lands, what the after effect is and, you know, where we go from there. I think it's going to be great TV. There's no no questions about that. Netflix has got to be like, oh, my God, we couldn't have done this on a better better. Like they were like, holy shit, we thought this was better. They thought it was a good idea before they knew any of this was going to happen. And then all this happens. Exactly it's like right. a gold mine for them. It's um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. Uh, a couple of my other um, kind of storylines I'm looking at, you know, on the live live topic, what, what goes on with live, right? Do we have more players jump? Do they get a TV deal? What goes off of the world golf ranking points? Just kind of seeing how all that transpires this year um, will be fascinating. How does the elevated events go in this new kind of system we have on the PGA Tour and these guys having to play a few more events? How does that affect the uh, lesser events, you know, and their strengths of fields and viewership and ratings, that kind of stuff? I'll be curious to see. Do the stars of the game kind of keep taking over, you know, I feel like, yeah, we've had some first-time winners or rookies or that kind of thing, you know, pop on the screen here or there over the last couple of years, excuse me. But it seems like it's been pretty star-driven the last couple of years with the major winners. And do they keep doing that? Does Rory still be the face of the league, uh, face of the tour? Um, and then I'm curious to see if Rory or, or Jordan, do they they get another shot of career Grand Slam? Can one of them get it done this year? I'm I'm right with you. I mean, I think those are all great headlines. I think ultimately what happens with Liv is going to be probably the biggest story of, of the year. Um, eventually, we're going to see some sort of partnership, whether it is one tour totally dismantling and one tour taking over, or I, I just think eventually all the players will play play together again. I don't know. Maybe partnership's not the right way to say it because I don't necessarily think we're anywhere close to yeah. seeing that. So let me back off of that um, soapbox. But at the end of the day, I definitely think that we will eventually see these players all play again one day. I don't know under, under what flag it will be, but I do think money will overtake everything. And ultimately, these guys will end up on one sort of the same playing field. Again, I don't know what that looks like. It's very hard to figure out what that is. But I definitely think you're going to see more live golf in the United States. I think they've already shown that they're going to make uh, they're going to make a big effort to put more events in the biggest market, which makes sense logistically and financially. I don't necessarily think they're getting ready to get any sort of TV deal. I think they're going to have to pay for that TV deal and whether or not they're able to generate revenue off of that determines whether or not they'll ever get one. Um, But it's definitely not going to start with any sort of major network offering them that option. Uh, Whether FS1 provides them the viewership that they're looking for is yet to be determined. Um, There's just so many what ifs, you know, it's, it's really tough to try and forecast what's going to happen with live. Uh, It's going to be a, a, a reality show at the end of the day. I mean, I think that's what this turns into. I mean, it might as well be covered on Bravo at this point. <laughs> um, we'll see where it ends up, but that's, that's kind of where I'm at with it. I mean, it's kind of a shit show. I like watching it. It's fun to watch. I am a fan of the live tour. I'm a fan of what they're trying to do, whether their execution is on point or not, you know, it leaves a lot to be desired so far. It, it didn't, um, it didn't provide, the golf experience that I think we're looking for yet. It didn't provide the golf experience that I think they're looking for yet. 
But at the end of the day, it did provide something a little bit different. It did create some, uh, obviously created a buzz around it. I do think the four hour window of watching everyone play makes it a little bit more viewer friendly to a certain extent. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, to see where this thing lands, uh, no, no one can forecast where this goes. I just don't think there's enough knowledge behind it to know or feel confident about any direction that it's headed in. Yeah. Jay Bird, uh, any big storylines you're looking forward to this year? Obviously, we were t- you t- went and took a little bourbon break there. Yeah, and I, you know, again, we've we've talked about this before, but I'm just curious to see how the viewership responds to these elevated events from the PGA Tour. And you know, I know you probably touched on it a little bit, uh, McLean, but I'm excited to see that. I, I think, again, I've I've been pretty. Um, pretty bullish in, in that opinion on the competition's a good thing. And I think, I think we're going to see a much better product in years to come. It may not be this year, obviously it, it may take time, but I do think the PGA tour has already made some awesome strides to make, uh, to try to create some exclusivity for these, uh, these top tier events and make these guys play together, which is, I think what we all want. Uh, and unfortunately some of the, you know, the top players in, on the PJ tour left and and no longer can play, but now it's at least we're going to get the best players on the PJ tour playing more often together, which I think is a good thing. So I'm kind of excited to see how these elevated events shake out and just see what the viewership's like and see how, how into it people get and, and how competitive it gets for these top tier players now that they're playing. And it's a lot of these tournaments are going to have that major like feel, obviously not a major and they don't, they won't have the same, you know, uh, you know, history that some of these, you know, regular season events have, but you're going to get more guys playing against each other. And when that happens, that's where, that's how you create, you know, a, a history and and create some uh, drama for these tournaments. It's like, Hey, this tournament's been played, you know, X amount of times and we always get the best field. And, and then it starts, the, the guys want to play. They, if they know that the best players are playing, they want to play. They want to, they're competitive as hell. They want to say, "Hey, I won," you know, the the players' championship because that's the best feeling in golf, you know. Um, so they they like saying that, and, um, and I think this it could be we could see a little bit more of that this year. I'm excited. I'm excited to see how it all shakes out. Yeah, it'll be interesting. So let's um, let's talk a little more kind of on course versus off course. We did a little off course discussion. Who is Give me a breakout star for this year. Mm, that's who do you have, Mikey. I've, I've got a couple of names. Tough. So I got I got two. I'm gonna save mine. Um, save one of mine for the next uh, bullet point. But this one, I'm gonna go Aaron Wise. Yeah, he was not talked about this year. He made it to the Tour Championship, and somehow no one knows that he made it to the Tour Championship. The media didn't get around him. He has won the PGA Tour before. I just think he's going to have one of those Sam Burns-esque years that we saw a couple of years ago. I think he wins twice this year and gets it done, and and you start to see him contend. He had one of those seasons where he had a lot of high finishes but wasn't necessarily in contention. Yeah. And so he amassed a lot of FedEx Cup points and a lot of money, but wasn't quite on the TV screen that much because he wasn't in the top five, top 10 all the time. And so I, I think he kind of takes that, goes on, and um, 
I, I like him as kind of my breakout star this year, and I'm gonna I'm gonna predict two wins for him. Mm. All right, I like that. I'm going with Seamus Power. The guy is currently leading the he, FedEx Cup. And he was still, on my he was on my list. He's still not a household name, though. You know, he had a big year. He broke out a little bit. He had a good fall. That's what obviously has him leading the FedEx Cup currently. But at the end of the day, he's still not a household name. Uh, again, had a good year. I think he's poised to make a move in 2023. I think he's someone who could certainly cement himself as it's tough to say the, the top players submit himself as one of the really good players on the PJ tour. You know, it, if he goes out and has a Scotty Scheffler spring, we're, we're having a different conversation in a couple mm-hmm. months, but yeah. at the same time, he's poised to make a big move. He had a big 2022. He's played well. He he's gotten himself into a lot of conversations. And now I feel like he's in a position to, to where he can go out and ultimately cement himself or, Kind of, ha- kind of have a fallback, but at the same time, I think he's ready to make a move. I- I'm, I'm but pushing a, for him to make a big move this year. Big, big year too with a Ryder Cup year upon us. He can exactly get on the right. squad. There's going to be a lot of turnover on that European team, and so um, he could easily make that make that squad this year if it's a, a half decent year. Yeah. Edit, edit. Football game postponed. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Um, I had I had the same. I had Seamus was on my list too. I think he, like you said, for all the reasons you just listed, and I won't go into him again. But yeah, I think he he is right on the the cusp of of you know making himself one of a, a one of the top top tier names. Um, but if I move even further up the list for <clears throat> excuse me, higher expectations here, I think. I think Tony Finau or Victor Hovland win a major this year, mm. um, and and I know that's kind of a it, it's not it's not that bold to say that, but obviously neither one of these guys have really you know been consistent winners on the PJ Tour. So we we obviously Tony's been uh, you know the the lead of our discussion quite a bit, and obviously the, the end of the year was really good to him. Um, but I think I really do think that he's starting to gain some confidence in himself. Um, and how he can close out tournaments. He's, he's seen himself win. And I think the next step for him is to win, you know, win a major. And I do think Victor has got the right personality and mentality to win a major. Um, it just needs to be the right one. Uh, I think he's going to probably play better um, uh, overseas in the Open Championship. I feel like uh, the chipping is you've got more possibilities should i say you can putt you can chip you can bump and run like you you don't have to hit your standard you know you know usa you know flop shot you know out of thick rough uh that you that you do over here you can you have different options over there so i think that plays his 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 strengths but um again depending on the golf course where he plays uh, he is he's one of the best drivers in the game and he's one of the best uh, iron iron players in the game. And he's actually a pretty, pretty damn good putter. He's just really bad chipping. It's just really bad. <laughs> so Jay picks two top 10 players in the world for his breakout stars. Uh, Seamus was on my list and, <laughs> and he stole it. Um, I mean, where, where else was I to go? I mean, I'm talking like it's, it's like a, I'm making more of a bold prediction, not necessarily a breakout mm-hmm. star. Okay. But, um, I would say the next person again, you know, not like a, a crazy breakout star because we already kind of know who he is. But I think Cam Young, it wouldn't um, it wouldn't surprise me if he really had a like a five win, six win season. Wow, and, and possibly wow. 
possibly putting himself in, in some of the majors. He just hits it too far. Like he just hits it too far to not be in the, in the, in the talk. Yeah. All right. Well, so that, that takes me to, uh, I asked you guys to predict a first time winner. I'll, I'm going to give three kind of larger names here first before I, I have my real pick, which is another potential breakout star, but yeah, Cam Young's one of them. He's going to get his first win this year. I think Tommy Fleetwood finally gets his first PJ Tour win this year. He's been trending. And I think Sahith Tagala finally gets his first win this year. Yeah. He's been trending. I agree with all that. Yeah. But here's here's a name I'm going to give everyone that Fleetwood, I'm not sure about. People aren't thinking about. No, I agree. I agree with him on Fleetwood. I definitely think Fleetwood breaks through. Thomas Dietry will win a PJ Tour event this year. I agree with that too. Nice. So he's my another breakout star. He's going to be a little bit more well known. He's going to get a win um, this year in the calendar. But yeah, Thomas Dietrich has been playing well worldwide after coming off the Corn Ferry Tour. Hasn't missed a cut. It just has a game that kind of fits the the PGA yeah. Tour. Uh, and so I, I think Thomas Dietrich is someone to um, look for. I would agree with that. No, I do, and I definitely agree with Cam Young. Um, I think that's only a matter of time, especially now with where we stand with what those fields look like. Uh, he's now going to be one of the top American players that we have. I think ultimately he's one of those guys that it's going to make a move. I mean, I expect to see him wearing the stars and stripes this September. Yeah. Is the yeah. Ryder cup in September? Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. I thought so. Uh, <laughs> Just want to verify right before I, I got too aggressive at that point. No, you're good. Uh, any other first-time winners predicting? No? Well, we covered it? Okay. Yeah, we know. All right. We know. Rory, Rory McIlroy is currently your world number one. Who is the world number one at the end of the year? Rory McIlroy. No. I'm, I'm with Jay. I get Rory still number one. I think, I think this is – again, I think he wins – I think he wins a major this year. I think he has three or four wins on the PJ Tour, which would make it really difficult for somebody to pass him. I think he's just time because the I guy think, I think might is someone I don't really like. <laughs> Who? John Rahm. Yeah, he's yeah, easily. The bad part is I like his game. I like how natural his swing is. I, yeah. I, I said a long time ago, I think he's a long-termer. Um, he just goes out there and does his thing. He's a little bit fiery. I just don't like him. I don't really have a good reason why. I just don't fucking like him. I, I, I yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm with, I'm going to go to the next one real fast because I'm with Jay. I think Rory's still number one. I think he has a great year. My FedEx Cup champion this year is going to be John Rom because I think he's going to have a very big year. Just not going to be enough because Rory's going to have such a great year. It's going to be at the end of the year, we're going to be talking Rom, Rory, who's the player of the year. Both have, Three, four wins. Um, you may hear him in my major predictions here coming up. I think Ram has a great year. I, I said it a few weeks ago. I, I think he's primed. He's pissed. He started 2022 as the number one player in the world, and he's down to five. And so, yeah, John Rahm's my FedEx Cup champion, even though Rory's going to have a great year and still be number one. Not all I want is for Justin Thomas to take over. <laughs> yeah, you want him to win the, the FedEx? 
I want to win almost everything he tees it up in. I just fucking like the guy. He's a good guy. <laughs> I like his game. I like everything about him. I, I like how naturally he is. He's one of those guys that's not going anywhere. Like none of us are getting ready to tell you that Justin Thomas is going to fall off the face of the earth because what he does is the same thing he's always done. He's just gotten a little bit better at it. He does yeah. the same thing. The only thing that that could knock him off and and will be the the biggest thing that he will have to deal with. And I, I hate even talking about this and bringing it up. It, it, I've been through it and I know how much it sucks is eventually, you know, Mike is going to get older. He's not going to be able to be as involved. You know, he's got his dad there for everything, and his dad is yeah. his coach, and he's an incredible guy. Mike Thomas, incredible guy. I have nothing. Are you talking about me for a second? I'm like, what do I have to do with Justin Thomas? <laughs> not a goddamn thing. <laughs> but that will be his biggest hurdle that he will ever face, as anyone in in life has to deal with. Justin's just going to have to do it in front of cameras and have to do it competitively um, in front of everyone. And that's going to be tough to deal with. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, I, I, I won't, I'm a, as big a Justin fan as there is. All right. So let's, let's go to our major winners. Let's go. Uh, who wins the masters this year? I think Rory wins this year. I think he's going to get it done. I'll second that. Tough to not like that pick. Yeah, I mean, tough to, <laughs> just tough to not like that pick. I mean, I, I don't have a, a more intelligent answer. I think he's on a mission. He needs it for the career grand slam. I think it's his time. He gets it done. That uh, would be great TV with all the the stuff going on. I right don't now. think he's get it. I don't think he gets it done. But I don't know that there's a better pick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I got. Gotcha. I don't think he actually converts. I just don't know that there is a more intelligent pick. Yeah. Okay. Who um who wins the PJ championship at Oak Hill this year in Rochester, New York? Justin uh, Thomas. Who won the last one? We said who won the last one? Justin Thomas won the Southern at Southern Hills, PJ. I Justin Thomas. Again. I think he wins again. Back to back from McLean. I, I do. I, I absolutely well, do. Who won the last uh, major at Oak Hill though? Oh. Who? At Oak Hill. Um that was Duffner? a long time ago. Duffner was I think it was Duffner. They, I thought they had a major in between Duffner and some of those. Maybe not, but <laughs> I was going to say Duffner, but then sure as hell. He, he meant I don't, I don't he meant even play good, odd, good, good odds. Past champions, past champions get in for a little bit. I'm not sure how long. Um, I mean, that's a great pick. I mean, I feel like it, it's such a sentimental tournament for, for Justin Thomas too. Given his upbringing from his dad is a longtime PGA professional, like he gets jacked up for that tournament. Now, yeah. I know that that is just a small part of it, but it does make a difference. Like if you if you're one of the top players in the world and and that's a big tournament to you and something that you've always wanted. I mean, you heard we've heard Curtis say, you know, the biggest tournament, you know, in his opinion, was the U.S. Open. You know, obviously, you can easy to say that now after you win it twice, but he just said. Growing up, that was such a huge uh, tournament for him because it was the it was our nation's Open Championship, the best tournament in the country. Uh, to you, know, you are the United States golf champion of the world or of the of the year. I'm sorry. So it was just a and he just and it was just fit his game. It was hard and he just was a grinder. He was a tough tough dude. Um, and I, I, that's why I think you know with Justin. It's just it fits his eye. Anytime he play, it doesn't matter where. It's just like these courses well, just match me, and this is just such a big, big. But event arguably, the play. PGA has always had the best field. Yeah, yeah no question. Yeah. 
So Jay, who's your pick to win the PGA? Um, I I would say you know I, I hate to say it, but I was leaning to Justin Thomas, but I'm not going to say him again since since you guys already <laughs> since McLean already said him. Um, but if he wins, then it's both of our picks. Um, <laughs> uh, I would I'm I'm going to say if Will Zalatoris comes back from this back issue, um, it's not necessarily a a U.S. Open setup every time, but it's a tough daggone golf course, and the best ball strikers typically win on the really tough golf courses. So, and Will has cemented himself as the best ball, one of the if top five ball strikers on tour, and he still hammers it off the tee. So, you know, if his back is is fixed, like like everyone's saying it is, um, it wouldn't surprise me if he was back in the mix on these really hard golf courses, which this is going to be a super difficult PJ championship. It's not going to be a, you know, a Valhalla, you know, 15 to 20 under par. This is going to be probably depending on how they set it up and depending on whether it's going to be single digits close to par. in in my opinion, Uh, again, it all depends on how the PGA championship decides to, PGA of America decides to set it up. And I'm sure they won't try to set up quite like a U.S. Open, but it's still just a hard golf course. Just hard. So I I got John Rahm in this one. I think this golf course will be tailor-made for him. Mm-hmm. Have to drive it well, drive it long and straight. He's one of the best drivers of the golf ball. Good iron game. He's good around the greens. Um, I like John Rahm to win the PGA Championship. And this, this is so it hosted the... It's had since 2003. It's had two PGAs and two senior PGA championships at Oak Hill. So Sean McKeel won an 03 at four under. Jay Haas won the senior PGA in 08 at plus seven. Oh man! Jason Duffner won in 2013 PGA championship at ten under, and that was when they had all kinds of rain and it was soft. 2019 senior PGA championship, Ken Tanagawa at three under. And by all accounts, they have made it harder with the recent redo. And yeah, I think it's a, you get to red numbers, you get a damn good chance of winning this event. And I think that plays right into John Rahm's hands. Yeah. So then the next one, we got the U.S. Open this year. I'm looking forward to it. L.A. Country Club. Cool, old school golf course. Kind of like we just saw at the Country Club uh, this past year with the U.S. Open. So another kind of shorter golf course for these guys. Yeah, I, man, I have three or four different picks. That's your can't lay. That yeah. was one. That was. I just one can't of them. say it fast enough. Like I'm just, just I, I'm, I apologize like, interrupt, but I'm just first. telling you, Patrick fucking can't lay. That was one of them. Uh, uh, I. This is why I settled on. This is a little bit of a risk, Max Homa. That was my. That was my next pick. No okay. joke. No joke. I think he holds. Patrick I think I read he holds the course time. record there. Yeah. Southern Cowboy. Uh, All right, we need, to had, some, we need to put some cash on this because I feel like three brains thinking the same thing can't be too far off. He hasn't had a great track record in majors, so that's my only holdup. Is he's trending, but hasn't had a great track record. But it's L.A. He plays well there. He won at Riviera this past year. Like he just is comfortable in that in that setting on those and grasses on those grasses, which is huge. California golf is unlike anything else in, in the country. Like it's so different out there. So different. Yeah. I think he, um, uh, I think he's riding high. I think he's pretty confident. I think he now knows, Hey, I can play with these guys out here. Yeah. So I got Max Homa win the U S open. 
I think Xander plays really well too. I mean, that wouldn't be a surprise. Again, he loves the U.S. Open. Look at his track record in the U.S. Open. It's like a top six or better every year. You know, we haven't talked enough about him on our 2023 preview. He's someone else who I think is going to be. He needs a breakout. He needs a big year, I think. It's tough to say the guy guy hasn't had one, though. True. I I get it. I get it. But, I mean, he's we all consider him one of the absolute top players in the world. So it's tough to say that he's not already broken out. Now it's just a matter of can he stack some trophies. Yeah, absolutely. And so, all right, then we got um, the Open Championship at Royal Liverpool. I actually have a Royal Liverpool Open Championship flag right over my shoulder here, signed by Mr. Rory McIlroy. Awesome of you to show us that, considering no one else can see it. I'm just showing you. I just wanted you to see that. Jay saw it the other night. I just want to make sure you saw it. I feel better. Um, I'm going to go first. The winner of the 151st Open Championship at Royal Liverpool Rory McIlroy is going to win two this year. He's going to defend at Liverpool. He gets it done. He's going to win two. I agree that Rory wins. Suck on that, Greg Norman. I agree that Rory wins at Liverpool. I agree with that. Jay, is that your pick too? Great minds think alike. We're way too similar on all these picks. Way too similar. We're way too safe right now. We're way too safe. It's so hard to bet against that. I I like Rory winning at Liverpool much more than I like Rory winning at the Masters. I think we have someone, now that I look back on it, I think you might have a Cameron Young or a player like that kind of break out into the Masters. You know, we've seen a lot of players break time. out at the Masters. Yeah. You look at your your Louis Oosthuizen's. Um, you look Scotty, at Danny, Scotty Scheffler, Danny Willett's Scotty Scheffler, Danny Willett necessarily didn't break out after that, but you know, your Louis Oosthuizen, your um, Scotty Scheffler's that I, I see a lot of first time major winners at the emerging, Masters. I see a young emerging player win at the Masters this year. And I think ultimately when you go, when you look at it, Rory is the obvious favorite at Liverpool. I think, I think he wins that tournament almost hands down. All right. Yeah. Cool. I mean, I would love to see a two a two win Rory McElroy or two two major win Rory McElroy season. That would be that would be good for golf. I mean, it would be good for the whole competition between PGA Tour and the Live Tour for to you know to have the face of the the Live Tour or I'm sorry, the PGA Tour win. And we didn't even talk about any of these guys that are still playing in these majors. None of the Live players we have given a chance. I mean, Cam Young, I mean, Cam Smith and Dustin Johnson still play. They're like the only two. They really are. But Dustin Johnson still plays the Augusta well every single time he's there. Um, I mean, I just don't, we don't see him enough. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know if he's on a boat, you know, drinking Coronas all day and playing golf. I mean, Corona lights. Corona lights, (laughs) maybe. Oh, he could be drinking bourbon like me, which means he'll, his game will really go down. But, or he could be drinking water like me, and he's just, <laughs> just hydrating, getting ready. Not even trying. <laughs> but again, we didn't really, we didn't, we, no one brought any of those names up. I think those would be the only two that I would even. I think, think those are the only two that can major. seriously contend in a major. I, I do think Cam Smith is it, still young enough to where he still wants to, you know, Cement himself. You know, we didn't. One of the best we didn't mention any of the live golf guys in our major championship previews, and there there's some arguments to be made that we have a couple of guys that 
could absolutely still contend. And Cam Young is a great point, Jay. Cam Smith. And didn't Cam Smith. Cam Smith. Weren't, Cam weren't Jay and I just talking about this for the last three minutes? I think Jay said those exact words. You know what? Fuck you guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, I had to call you out on that. It was a great point. It was a it great was point. very good point. I had just heard it two minutes it ago. It was such a good point. I, de- I decided to you know make it again. Do it again. <laughs> Can't miss out. Can't miss out. There's there's a radio show I listen to in Boston all the time, and they have this segment. It's called When Hosts Aren't Listening. And it's always like one of the hosts says something, and the other host like wasn't paying attention and like falls it right up. Well, you haven't mentioned this. And he's like, No, I just mentioned it. I literally just I literally just said that. I appreciate you. Literally right just that. You know, I just wanted to make sure we really hammered that point across. You're right. You are right. I mean, but in all seriousness, though, I mean, those two players are still, you know, top 10 players in the world. Yeah. Top 10 players in the world. Without, without talent question. wise. Talent you know, wise. Yeah. World ranking points are dropping, obviously. But, well, and we got to look two. at Cam Smith in the, uh, in the Masters as well, as well. You know, he's someone who's going to be a factor. You can't count out Louis Ustase, and he plays that golf course fantastic, loves that golf course, and really plays it well. He's also one of those guys that just consistently shows up at major championships, similar to, um, uh, almost like a, a Retief Goosen or, um, oh God, I'm, I'm losing Miguel and hell Jimenez. You hear <laughs> nothing about the guy until a major championship came about. Next thing you know, he's in contention in the masters. He's in contention in the open. Um, the guy, the guy just, just made himself known when it needed to be known. And I think there's some of those guys that exist, you know, you can't take DJ out of a, um, out of a masters potentially contention, uh, what he's doing right now. Yeah. We don't know. I actually have a really good idea, but <laughs> regardless, um, you know, if $37 million made him back off and, and, and pull back on the throttle, we we're, we've yet to see that, you know, that's probably one of the biggest storylines for the masters is going to see the live guys play with the tour guys. I mean, that's probably one of the coolest storylines we've ever had in terms of this is intriguing and interesting beyond just the golf itself. So I'm really excited to see how that that shakes out during the first event. That's something we may not have mentioned yet that we should have gone deeper into. You know, yeah. the, the Masters is going to be the first time where we really see these guys collide on a major championship stage. And there's as much of a storyline to that as any other player playing in the event. You know, I'd argue that that's going to be a storyline of it. And, we're gonna, gonna and, and as much as I want to see, <laughs> on I the see what, what's that? I think there's going to be a fist fight. Somebody's getting in a fight on the golf course. It's going to get so oh, chippy. It's going to be on the range. It's going to be on the range. Maybe it's on the range. Maybe it's on the range, but it's going to be there. You're going to see guys bucking up like testosterone. And flowing. I'm ready to see it. I'm I would love to see it. I mean, and it wouldn't surprise me. I'll be honest with you. Who do you think we would put at the center of this controversy? Rory's uh, not going to get into it. Patrick Rory's Reed. Into it. Patrick no. Reed and Billy Horschel. The, Patrick Reed's not he's he not in a position fight. to buck up against Patrick anybody. Reed can't who fight. do you think on the live tour would would like someone would say hey why don't you get in a fight with one of the other players well, on the Pat Perez but he's not qualified Bryson you know, Bryson DeChambeau Bryson that's your that's yeah. your, that's Look, your let's, I want to see boy. celebrity <laughs> death match with Bryson DeChambeau and Pat Pat Perez taking on Rory McIlroy and I don't know who else. Who else from the PGA Tour? Billy Horschel. Yeah, Rory McIlroy and Billy Horschel 
take Rory on Pat Perez and Bryce Rochambeau celebrity death match. Let's go. Rory and Billy would win. Billy's Billy's got Billy. Yeah, I don't trust Pat Perez him. is going to shank him. Billy is like I think he may have one screw just. Like yeah, he's like, no. He you, I don't know. I'm not fucking well, how about, Billy how about all the linebacker in high school football? Hundred percent. How about everything that came out about how Billy Horschel was offered money, but he what he wanted a bigger offer, and they said no, and yeah. Billy decided to become anti live tour because he didn't get the offer he wanted. Did y'all see that headline? But, oh yeah, I, I don't know. That also that also came from Hank Haney, who is dying to be hired on He's the live broadcast. Coach. He's an awful. He's an coach. awful coach. He's I wouldn't take lessons takes. from him shit. You you'd mean to tell me you look at Tiger Woods swing and all of a sudden say, let's try to lay this off a bit. I mean, what an ignorant approach. And he used I to just, be the biggest, the I biggest can't. whore for endorsements. He used oh, to how the Haney project work out. Did anyone, anyone make it? No, no. The answer is no. That was Haney a, that project. was a rough show. Uh, what I've, 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 I've always said my qualms with not Hank Haney as a person. I don't know him. But his teaching style, what he did with Tiger, I didn't think I watched it and thought Look, it was you know, not a great. A gift but, certificate but, for a lesson with Hank Haney is a re-gift. At <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the thing that it, it it's crazy with Tiger, when he started working with him in, you know, arguably 2004-ish, he still won quite a few majors working for him. But I don't think – I'd have to go back and look at the stats. I don't think he hit the ball. He definitely drove it much worse. That That's mm-hmm. – that's obvious. We know the stats that Tiger had in 99 and 2000, 2001, driving the golf ball. And they were incredible with how straight he drove it and how far he hit it. A little bit of the, the equipment change probably made a difference when he was working on Haney. But um, but that was – and the biggest thing was the was, was the probably technical flaws. But, I mean, he drove it – Tiger drove it so poor, you know, in 2004 to 2009. It, no, what was it, eight, nine, when they stopped working together? Yeah. Um, I think it was nine. Way off the greatest golf swing, uh, one of the greatest golf swings. But he's still, he still won majors. And you know what? The one thing that he all through that whole stretch from 99 to 2009, that 10, well, I'd say 97, that whole stretch is that he, he, he putted and chipped the ball incredibly well. And he's still the best iron player. So it's like you take a guy who is in the top 10 in driving distance every year and you give him a bad year. He's driving all over the map, but he's still the best iron player player he's got the most creativity the most control over his ball and he's the best chipper and putter he's still gonna win majors you know yeah. i mean and that's just oh, yeah, the best yeah and he's got the best brain or it, he yeah. did at that time you know so it's hard to it's hard to argue with that but so all right before we get into the, this week's picks um you guys have any personal golf goals this year that you want to share or no, play more. Because last year I did that. I said I want to get 100. What did I say? 120 mile an hour club head speed. That didn't work out for me. I definitely don't think that I hit 120 again this year. If I did, it was, it was a, that was a lie. Um. So no, I don't. I don't have any. I don't have any golf goals. I should, uh, but I don't. So okay. I would like to just. Hit it solid every time. That's all. That's oh, all there you go. Yeah. <laughs> every shot solid. Is that too much to ask? Yes. Oh, McLean, you'll love this. We're on the 11th hole today, par three, and I hit a shot while Jay's filming. And he goes, oh, you hit it solid. I'm like, what? 
Why you sound so fucking surprised, dude? I did like, not say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! You oh, wow! God, that didn't, was, <laughs> I did sound, that's, that. that didn't sound like the other ones you hit. That sounded better. <laughs> wow, you hit it solid. <laughs> there was this flexion in his voice. I'm like, wait, that, that he sounded surprised there. Is that a question, Jay, or is that a statement? I was confused. <laughs> Um, I, yeah, I mean, obviously I want to play more. I think 2022 was like the least amount of golf I've played in a long time it was a crazy, um, personal year in professional year. And so, uh, I want to play more. I got a couple little things. I'm, um, I got to clean up a little, some couple setup things. You know, what really sucks in my game. My pre-shot routine. Like I don't have one. I just get up and hit it. And like, uh, it, it needs to be cleaned up a little bit there. And so I'm, and it's, I, it's not easy to do, man. It's not, I mean, it's easy. I'd say it's much easier to just kind of, you're hanging out with your buddies, you're playing and you just get up and hit it. But again, it's like prepping for everything else that you do in any, anything else you do in life that you do really well. There's a routine that you do that yeah. makes it consistent. So it's like, okay, you want to be people. They always come to you probably Mike, when you're giving a lesson or myself or McLean, if they're fitting, I just want to be more consistent. That's like the number one thing that they say on top of, I want to hit it further. Um, but it's like, okay, well, I can only do with so much hitting further, but I can certainly help you be more consistent. And I think the biggest thing is like, if you want to be consistent, you have to practice consistently like you have to do the same thing over and over and like you said with your routine you've got to practice your routine uh, i'm not talking to you directly i'm just saying yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm no different I'm, i do the same thing you get in a habit and you're just you're not you're getting it's almost like you just get a little lazy and you're like oh I'm yeah just i just get lazy especially being out there with the buddies and hanging around and goofing off and trying to play fast and just kind of just need to my process needs to clean up a little bit and i think i'll eliminate a lot of dumb mistakes yeah a couple of little things i got ideas on my swing i just need to clean up slightly and we're gonna have a big year big year i'm not sure what that means but we're gonna have a big year my my Any biggest big goal my biggest goal is to play more with my son get Bo out there and play play more golf with him that's my biggest goal without question i don't care how how, how i play i just want to get him more involved in the sport yeah I'm, there's 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 potential talks of me putting in a putting green in my backyard here you got to and i hope i hope that stirs the girls on my two daughters to to want to make just a little bit more interest in it they don't have to love it but it'd be cool to have one of them play the game that i can take them out and yeah but so all right do we want to get into our our picks the first picks of 2023 let's Um, go what's the update on the scores let's get that Ah, shoot. I don't have it in front of me. It was like 37 to like 24 to 20, something like that. Okay. So I have I have them on a different sheet somewhere. Not too far ahead. So um, we got a limited field event. We got 39 players, no cut, Kapalua, Century Tournament of Champions, a little bit of a new twist where um, you didn't have to win. If you made it to the tour championship, you were eligible. Now, granted, most of those guys, if you're going to win an event, most of them are going to get to the tour championship. So, um, who wants to go first? I'm ready. All right. Champ. Leading off number one in your playbooks, number one in your hearts. Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas. 
you got to like them at this course. I mean, horse for a course. Come on, call it what it is. Uh, down from that, uh, my U.S. Open winner, Patrick Cantlay, 9,700. I think he's someone else who's going to absolutely I, – I think he could possibly win the golf tournament, if nothing else. And then getting down into uh, Mr. Jordan Spieth, the uh-huh. second half of the new American contingent with, in our international play with Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth. And then moving south from there, I got Mr. Corey Connors at 7,800. And then uh, Mr. Keegan Bradley at 7,500. Guy who's poised to make a jump back into into the upper echelon of golf. He's he's proven that he can get it done and putt well without the uh, belly putter. He hits it good enough. We all know that. So. And then uh, rounding out, uh, Mr. Scott Stallings at 6,600. I think he's a big-time dark horse pick. He's been there before. He's played the golf course before. He knows the golf course. played this tournament. Uh, I think he's one of the few guys down at his dollar amount that have some sort of experience in this event. And I like him at 6,600. Four or four cuts made so far this year. Did you hear the story recently about Scott Stallings? Indulge me. This is a cool story. Go for it, Mike. The Masters has just recently sent out all their invitations to those that have qualified for the field. Scott Stallings, which is one of them, they sent it to the wrong address, to the wrong <laughs> Scott Stallings that lives in Georgia, who happens to have a wife named Jennifer, which Scott Stallings on the PGA Tour also has a wife named Jennifer. And this guy, I think he's like 50-something, gets it, and like, yeah, not, not for me. And he reached out to the, I say the real Scott Stallings, but on like Instagram or Twitter or something like, Hey, I got your master's invite at my house and fessed up. I would have just shown up. I would have shown up. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. I'd have just shown up. But man, I got the invite. What are you talking about? I got yeah. it right here. My name is Here's Scott Stallings. ID. You address this Here's to this. me at my address. I'm here. Here's my ID. Yeah. Like, I'm here to play. Yeah. Anyways, I thought that was pretty, pretty cool. I'd love to see, cool. I'd love to see the registration uh, counter when he walks up. Someone I can, definitely I don't know what it looks like at Augusta, but oh, yeah. there's a registration at every single PGA tour event. Every player has to go in, get their badges and get their whole thing. That would have been legendary. Yeah. yeah. It'd be, it, I feel like it's kind of like a happy Gilmore ass. Like Mr. Gilmore, who's your caddy? Oh, you didn't assign me one yet. Oh, on tour, you bring your own caddy. What like, part, what, at what point does Scott eventually reach out? Like, Hey guys, I'm, hey guys, I, I thought my, I was, I thought I was qualified. I'm pretty sure I'm qualified, but I, I ain't going to end it. Do you think someone got fired at Augusta? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Written no, I don't think so. I think somebody got in some serious trouble for not doing their research. But that's, I mean, it's an honest mistake too. It's like, I mean, I get it. Maybe you didn't go the full depth of the layers of the. Yeah, but you think you just call the PJ Tour? The PJ Tour would have his address. They like, should you know what I mean? have, like they should have an update. They should address. have. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I, I'm with you on that. So, um, all right, Jay, you want to do your team? Or you, want, you want me to go? Yeah, I'll do it. Um, I want to start from the bottom and work my way up here. Now we're here. Uh, do I do like the Scott Stallings pick? I do. I think he can. I think he can play that course. He makes a lot of birdies. And I was kind of I was on the fence here, and I still may change it. But I am right now. My list is Tom Hoagie uh, at sixty five hundred. It, mainly because I just feel like the guy's been playing so good. This is the first time playing this golf course. I think he's going to really, he's going to really take pride in trying to have a good finish in this event because his that's his personality. And he's going to get there. He's going to work his butt off. He's going to be ready. Is he going to win? I don't think so because first time player, 
but I do think that he's going to be ultra prepared and he's not he's going not to go a first-time player. What's that? Scott Stallings isn't a first-time player. No, he's on no, Hoagie. Tom, Tom Hoagie. Uh, sorry, I I will shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> when hosts so, aren't listening again. So so right no, here. I think I right here. My point was I I, I did say Scott Stallings earlier. I, I do like him. Um, and I, I think he'll make a bunch of birdies. But Tom Hoagie, like I said, I, I think he's going to take pride in playing his best at this tournament since it's his first time being there. Uh, he's kind of a you know a journeyman, a grinder. He's like, hey, I don't know when I'm going to come back to this tournament. I'm going to give it my best. I think I think Hoagie finished in the top ten. He's kind of my sleeper in some of my other uh, other lineups. Um, but uh, then I jump up to Thigala. I know we talked about him. Earlier, I think he's on the rise. He finished. I know he did that two-man event kind of in the silly season, uh, but played well. And then, um, you know, played well in a couple other events prior to that. Uh, the Zozo finished fifth. So I think he, you know, I think he's trending in the right direction. Uh, I think we all talked about him earlier. Uh, then I jump up 7,400. Again, Mikey, you talked about Aaron Wise. I think he is He is 20. He is the Sam Burns of 2023. I think this is his chance to kind of have a breakout season and they kind of look alike too, which is kind of weird. So a little anyway, bit, yeah, they do look alike. Um, but I think he has a great week uh, again, a guy that's trying to prove himself. And this is a great a tournament for the guys who, you know, really need to set the, set the tone. Like, Hey, can I win this event? This is a, a tournament of champions. Like these are all the champions from the previous year. If I win this event, I'm, you know, I can come back here next year and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm I'm in great shape for the rest of the year, but I think he's another guy that's trying to prove himself, and I think he knows it. So um, then I kind of jump up to my higher-tiered guys, uh, first being Tony Finau, 9,300. Um, he's just played great in the last six months. I think he's had that newfound confidence in himself and his game and his ability, and I think, uh, again, is it – with as long as he hits it and as good of a you know wedge player and iron player he, as he is, I think he makes a ton of birdies. And if he doesn't win, I, I think he's in the top, you know, you know, five to seven. Um, and the same being for my next player, 9,500, Xander Shoffley. The guy is he's played well here in the past. Uh, he knows this golf course. Uh I, I think I, like that I think I think Shoffley wins the event. Um, in all honesty, I think he he's just ready to ready to go. He's just busting at the seams. He knows his course, and he makes a shit ton of birdies too. Um, and then I jump up to my top tier tiered guy. Uh, I'd say I shouldn't say top tier. He's not a top tier guy. He's just a tier below the top tier guys. Um, but we've talked about him quite a bit on this list here, so I just have to make sure that everybody knows that I don't think he's a top tier guy. But he's I think he's going to have a great week, um, and he's ninety nine hundred. Justin Thomas. Is going to play really well this week. Um, he's going to make a shit ton of birdies too. Um, and there you go. There's my lineup. I got a hundred dollars to spare, by the way. <laughs> Thanks for that tidbit. All right. Um, you're going to hear, I think Jay, I think you and I have three of the same guys. So I'll start at the bottom. I, I took a little bit of a, I'm going a lot of low guys and a lot of high guys. So I'm starting with Adam Svensson, $6,400. Uh, just one recently playing well, an event where you had, kind of had to make a bunch of birdies. I think it was like 20 under par winning score. So I like him. Then I'm going to go up to KH Lee, another guy who can win an event making a bunch of birdies. He's won the AT&T Byron Nelson, which is like 60 under par every year wins that thing. Um, so I like him at 7,000. 
Then I go to Aaron Wise, my guy. Got to pick him out of the gate here. I talked him up. 7,400 plays well, can yep. fill it up. Then I go Mr. Tony Finau, 9,300. Just hammer driver on these wide fairways, make a bunch of birdies. There's five par fives. Give me Finau on that kind of golf course. Then I go 9,900, Mr. Justin Thomas. You guys both picked him. He plays well here. I don't think he's going to win, but I think he's going to have top five finish because the winner is going to be at 10,000, Mr. John Rahm. Mm. Uh, I said he's going to have a big year, FedEx Cup champion. He's pissed that Cam Smith edged him out in that duel last year at Kapalua. And so there it is. A couple, three, three high dollar guys, three low dollar guys. And Who your, you had Svensson and Wise as your low dollar guy. Who was And your... KH Lee. KH Lee. That's right. Okay. So, uh, yeah, there we go. We'll see where we go and see if we can, if this holiday break has slowed McLean's DraftKings picks down and Jay and I can start making a little comeback on the season making, long. We're making a run. We're going to make shooting, a run. We're shooting 58 on the back mound here between us two. Yeah, not me, but yeah, we are. We're bringing it. We're bringing it, McLean. We're Let's coming. Go. He looks nervous. So <laughs> he looks shaking he up. Looks, he looks. He looks nervous. <laughs> so unless you guys have anything else, that'll do it for our no, first man, episode I'm, I'm, of 2023. The first episode. I'm excited. You know, I know this is we're we're moving into our third year, which is incredible. Incredible. Oh. And it's fun. I'm I'm excited for 2023, and we'll, we've got some good stuff planned uh, for the for the listeners too. So I'm I'm pumped for it. I think it's going to be a good year. We It'll appreciate be all all 43 of you guys. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, no. It's been another great year on the podcast. Looking forward to it, and I think it's going to get spicy in the world of golf even more. It's going to get spicy, and uh, we'll be here to cover it all. I'm so, excited. Let's thanks to our listeners. Please share this with uh, anyone that you know that may enjoy it. Download, like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And we'll be back next week to break down the first event of 2023. Cheers. Cheers, boys. Later.